Aloha Avelina Mai to the Hikina Rising podcast, a podcast produced on the campus of Kamehameha Maui. All right, podcast listeners, welcome to episode five. Um, this is the second installment of our Kevin and Koholo show, which is not a good name. So if you have a better name, you can email us and let us know, and we'd be more than happy to entertain those suggestions. Um, joining us today, we have two, how would you describe them, Kevin? Uh, two uh, of our two of our favorites. How's that sound? Yeah, that's a good Two one. of that's our all-time one. faves right here. No yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a current KS Maui uh, volleyball player, soccer player. No. Track. 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 Um, and then one of them is our, is our fifth grade Kumu here, and she also coaches volleyball girls volleyball at the school. Um, but before we bring them in, as always, uh, joining me is Kevin O'Brien. How are you doing today there, my friend? Nice to uh, see you. We never see is. each other except for these podcasts, it yeah, seems like, that's right? right? Yeah, I mean, too much would be a bad thing, right? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yes, too much <laughs> yeah. would be a bad thing. You're right. Yeah, so um, the last time we had, on our last episode, we talked with four alumni about their um, college experiences in athletics, and that turned out to be pretty good. It was insightful, I think, overall for us. Um, what did you take away from that? Uh, I thought it was so. That was episode four of our podcast uh, in two parts, parts one and two. It was. Uh, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought the four alumni were uh, very honest and really, really blunt, frankly, about their experience not only as college athletes but. Uh, Going to school here at uh, Kamehameha Maui, and uh, it was fun. It was a really fun conversation. I think, and I think the four alumni enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I think it was pretty insightful to hear some of those things. I always say that you know, while we're in school and we're constantly, you know, have students in our face worrying about this, working with that, and 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 not really get to see the fruit of our labor until way later. And that's a good way of, for us to see it. When did you say so? Like to hear some of the things that they're doing outside of the school. Yeah, and it's and it's cool because those four, we sort of think of them as our students when they were kids, and now they're adults. And to sort of think about and listen to them and how they have sort of processed their life experiences, both here in college and beyond, um, was, very, was, to your point, very insightful. It was fun to see adults, you know, are, yeah. are a manifestation sort of of what we hope um, our kids turn out to be when mm-hmm. they become adults. So I, I thought if you, if folks, if you haven't listened to the uh, two-part podcast uh, with with them, even if you're not involved with athletics, I think you would find it interesting. But Absolutely. certainly if you certainly if you, if you're a, maybe one of our students who's listening to these podcasts, if you're a parent, I think uh, of, of uh, your child goes to our school and is an athlete, I think that would be a great, uh, a great listen, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, and we broke it into two parts, so it's an easy listen. It's about half an hour, uh, each of them 30 minutes or so. Um, pretty fun stuff. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And we're going to continue today. We got our second episode of the... Sort of a similar theme, right? Uh, of the similar theme, yeah. And so we, we're going to bring them in. Um, we're going to introduce them right now, or maybe we should have them introduce themselves. Uh, let's have them introduce themselves. That's yeah, a great okay. idea. So why don't we... Who, who wants to go first? Let's go with Sophia first. Sophia, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and 
<clears throat> okay. Aloha. Um, my name is Sophia Stuffelbean. I am currently a sophomore at Kamamaha Schools in Maui. I am in track season right now. This is my first year in um, playing track in high school, running track in high school. I played volleyball and soccer as well. This is my first year on the varsity volleyball team. And my second year playing both JV and varsity for soccer. Excellent. And then we have Kumu. Apparently, it's also her birthday today. Oh, my goodness. That is so exciting. Yeah, it is. That must have been Happy fun birthday. with fifth graders. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Thank you, Mama. We have Kumu Alex. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Aloha. Um, I'm Alex Sakana. I'm a fifth grade teacher here at Kamehameha Maui, and I'm also the head girls volleyball coach um, here as well. Where did you go to high school? <laughs> I am a Kamehameha Kapalama alumni. Um, Class of 2009, so I'm celebrating my 10-year reunion this Ooh, year. Boy. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah. So. <clears throat> okay, and we're going to try and talk to them a little bit to get some insight into maybe their beginnings and how they managed to find their way through whatever you know they decided on early, early in their athletic careers that led them here, at least for Alex. And then we'll talk to Sophia about um, the current... I think the current standing of how she feels in, in, in the school, how she feels about where her journey might lead her, and and then we'll see where we end up from there. All right? Okay. Cool. So why don't we... Okay, we're going to talk to Alex first, and so we should, we should, we haven't noted this, is that Alex uh, is a, herself a Division One college athlete. Um, Alex played volleyball at the Division One level at San Jose State University. Uh, she played for four seasons. She was a four-year starter. Uh, she's from the class of 2013 at San Jose State. And uh, it's uh, quite, quite a journey you've had, hasn't it, Ben? So why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us about, and uh, maybe I should mention that, uh, so everybody knows this, I have, uh, Alex has been the head coach, uh, head girls volleyball coach for the last two years. And um, I have been helping her in the weight, her team in the weight room uh, for both the seasons that she's been here. And uh, so I have been, and I've been, it's been a great honor for me to help her team. It's been a lot of fun for me. And so I really appreciate Alex. I want her to know that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, um, she's an excellent coach, everybody. So why don't you tell us, how? Do, when did you start playing volleyball? When, when, when you were a kid, what, what was it that got you started in the sport? Um, so I think I started playing volleyball when I was about eight years old. Um, and it was just Park League. It was PAL. Um, my parents had signed me up to play. I didn't want to play. I cried every day. They made me go to practice. And um, my mom always told me, oh, one more season, one more season, one more season. And every season I cried and I acted like I was a little kid. Um, But I was a basketball player. I was never a volleyball player. I was an awkward volleyball player. Um, I rode the bench in middle school. Um, I was terrible. And, when and, did you start going to, to Kamehameha schools? Um, I'm actually a lifer. So I went to Kamehameha from when I was kindergarten, and I actually went to preschool at Kamehameha as well. Um, so I am a spoiled private school brat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but super thankful for Pohi. Um Anyway, I was a basketball player. And um, you loved basketball, didn't I you? I did. And, and my dream actually was to go to college for basketball. Wow. And I had this huge dream of playing in the WNBA. Lisa Leslie was my, like, 
okay. my, my role model and stuff. Um, even as a young middle schooler. Yeah, yeah. And even as a high schooler. So I played varsity basketball. So, so okay. So you're saying, here we are talking to a college volleyball player, <laughs> and your original goal was to play college yeah. basketball, and you were starting to think about that in middle yeah. school and even at the beginnings of mm-hmm, high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until I was a sophomore in high school that volleyball started to become fun, and I, I kind of switched over. You know, my sophomore year, I played varsity basketball and volleyball, but um, I just I didn't have such a good experience with my basketball season with my coach. Your high school basketball yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, and um, I actually, that season, I was doing both. So I would go to basketball practice for two hours after school every day, 3.45 to 6, um, for Kamehameha, and then I would drive down the road to um, like Nu'uanu area and then have volleyball practice from 6.30 to 8.30 and I was doing that like four days a week. Um, when you were a sophomore in high school? When I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing volleyball for Mike Seeley who's now the head coach for UCLA Women's um, and so just the, the opportunity to play for him was one that my parents did not want me to give up which meant I had to practice for about four, four and a half hours every day. Um, in totality, both sports? In totality, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I had a just an amazing volleyball coach, um, a few throughout high school, and and it was that the, that was the reason why I had switched over and I played volleyball. Why don't you talk about your head volleyball coach at Kamehameha Kapalama Campus? Chris Blake is yeah. a legend coach, volleyball coach in this state. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. I believe he's a biology teacher or a physics teacher there. Um, he used to be, yeah. He's now since moved into higher positions, so yeah. department head, and now moving into um, other. Positions, yeah, he's. Yeah. A, I've met him a couple times. He's a great guy. Yeah. So why don't you why don't you tell us about his influence on you? So um, Coach Chris Blake, um, like Coach Kevin was saying, he's an amazing volleyball coach. He's, I think, the winningest coach now. I think in the state of Hawaii for girls volleyball, um, and still is the head coach to this day. But just, I mean, the program itself was such a well-oiled machine, and you know it was. As soon as the senior leaves, the or freshman or sophomore steps in, and they're totally prepared. But it's because of the foundation they had set in middle school and, and the JV program that girls were just you know ready to go. Did you play for him his program in mm-hmm. middle school as well? Yep, middle school. I played one year of JV, and then it was my sophomore year that he had picked me up because the senior middle had graduated the year before, and I just happened to be the next um, middle in line. Um, so I had him as a coach, and actually. I also had um, Uncle Dan Kitashima, which was the coach before Chris, I think two before him, and he was, he used to be the winningest coach, and he was coaching girls like Lily Kahumoku, um, and so he came around to help, and it was actually Uncle Dan, one night, my mom was ATP, and um, I remember this, till this day, it was in the bottom of admissions, or the admin building at Kapalama campus, and he had told me to come and do footwork with him. And we were like in like a, you know, like a, an area where they have lunch and stuff. And I remember hitting against the wall. Like I had to jump up and hit against the wall. Um, and it was from like that point on that he was like, oh my gosh, this girl is, has potential. Um, which really just meant that I sucked. And that maybe one day I could be good. But <laughs> the fact that he believed in me, you know, and, and took the time to work with me. I think that was like the major turning point um, for me to to end up, I, I stepped back from basketball and I, I ended up playing volleyball. Um, so I, I, I quit basketball. That must have been a big 
change for not just you but yeah. for your entire family family yeah. probably i think the the person that was the most sad was my dad right um you know and because he's a basketball player. he's he, a basketball guy and yeah. a basketball player when yeah. he was a kid right yeah. yeah um and you know it was night like long nights at the park working on post moves and you know this and that <laughs> and i think he was the most sad but but i think that he saw and understood that the opportunities in volleyball were better for, in college, you know, for me than basketball because I was a four five, you know, I was a post player for basketball. But if I were to go to college and play D one, I would have been a two three, you know, and and that would have been a huge change, and I might not have been as successful. So, I mean, it so, was sad. And so when we're talking about this coach, we're talking about he convinced you, you and you started maybe your sophomore junior year, starting to realize that okay, this is this is my path. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I. When I was a sophomore, we we won ILH and states, and that was my first taste of, you know, being part of this winning program. Right. And, and you I went on to win three state championships in your time as yeah. a volleyball player. Yeah, couple yeah. Of, right? so oh. I never regretted. You know, I miss basketball, and even to this day, I do miss it. But I never regretted making the the move. You know. And so, when did you start talking to colleges? When did colleges start talking to you about potentially playing college volleyball somewhere? Junior year. So junior year is a heavy recruiting year, um, and because I was playing for who I was playing for, so Mike Seeley, who was the assistant coach to Dave Shoji at the time, um, we had a lot of college connections, and he had a lot of college connections, so he helped me out a lot with recruitment. We used to travel a lot, um, Vegas, you know, Anaheim, all of those tournaments, and um, it was my junior year, which was heavy recruitment, and then the summer before my senior year is when I verbally committed. So before I even played my senior season, I had somewhere to go. Okay, so I, I, I want to bring this up, and I think this is an interesting question. So what I'm hearing you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that it was your club team, being involved with your club team, maybe even more so than your high school team, that got that was these connections and got this recruiting process going. Would you agree with that? So what, yes. I mean, volleyball is one of these sport, one in Hawaii especially, there's volleyball clubs all over uh, every island. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're saying that's a, val a, a valuable part of somebody's high school career if they want to proceed on to the next. We're going to talk to Sophia, and Sophia's a, in a soccer club, and she's also in a volleyball club, mm -hmm. okay? So you would, you would argue, Alex, that that is a valuable aspect to somebody who desires to go to, it, does it take away from does it take away from your high school experience? You know, being on the high school team. Did you find that ever? No, um, I I didn't, and and I do think club volleyball, you know, our club, you know, whatever sport it is, is valuable because of the travel that happens. Um, college coaches aren't going to pay that flight out to Hawaii unless you're like one of the top recruits in the nation. Um, they're not going to spend the money to do that. So if you're, you know maybe a lesser recruit you have to kind of fork out the money to travel you know or you have to put yourself out there to make connections like I had to go and email coaches I had to get film together I had to go and send it to them you know or my, my parents would help me or my club coach would help me and stuff but it was valuable because when you're in season for school so is colleges so they're not recruiting during their seasons. They're recruiting on the off-seasons. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Which okay. yeah. off-seasons are club. That's an excellent point. Yeah. yeah, and so it was helpful. And it was helpful to have the coach that I had for club because of you know the connections that he had already had. But school ball, I found, was where, like, that is where you had the, I had the most pride. You know, you had the most pride for your sport, for your school. And 
our mindset was you you bust your butt in club so that your school season was the best season was, you know, so that you were the best for your school team. You know, this is something that I I have a little bit of an issue with this. Um, but I listen to listen to you talk about club. Mm-hmm. Is does it have the same is it the same landscape as far as what it was when you were playing club and as it is now because I feel like now I think students almost rather they, they prefer club over high school like they would they would drop one to play the other they can choose right. one over yeah. the other yeah. Yeah. it doesn't there sound like they do one in preparation for the other yeah anymore anyway yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. there so uh, let's get so uh, while Alex was talking Sophia's over here nodding her head nodding her head okay <laughs> yes. so Sophia why don't yeah. you tell uh, everyone who's listening, why don't you tell us about your journey? So you're you're primarily a soccer person. When? Right. How old are you? I am 16. Okay. So when? Tell us about when you started to play soccer. And why, why did you start? I to started play? playing soccer when I was in third grade. Actually, I played ASO for a little bit, but that doesn't count for anybody. Um, so I started in third grade. Um, my motive, based only people that like motivated me was just the friends around me and they were like oh yeah just come join so I was like okay well I kind of want to play a sport because right now I'm not playing a sport this is like when I was super young and I was like mom play um, soccer my friends play soccer so I joined the club with them and also um excel okay um my cousin uh she plays soccer and she was also one of my like motivations to play a sport to play soccer Mm -hmm. because I was like I can do like she. That's so cool. I want to be like her sort was, of thing. She was older than you. No. She's your same your age. age. Okay. Yeah, Bryn. Um, she just made first team for soccer, so I want to congratulate Bryn, Bryn Rodriguez. Bryn Rodriguez just yes. made first team MIL the other yep. day. Okay. For you soccer. were second team, by the way. Congratulations. I was. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you very much. All MIL second team. All MIL. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, she was one of my um, motivators, I guess. And then we, so that was in third grade, and then we played a couple years for XL, and I just remember, like, I didn't care for soccer, even though I played it. It was, like, because we would travel, and we'd lose, and it was, like, I don't want to play a sport where I'm not good at, because we're losing. But I stuck it through, and we are like, okay, well, maybe, you know, let's try something new. We ended up switching clubs. Um, so we played for Pono when there was still a Pono soccer team, and then we traveled, and I remember it was so much better, like, in a way like playing with a different club there was like different it was just different overall and it like the players that we ended up um combining with just motivating me to be better because they had a girls team that was above us the o2s and they were being they were successful so it was kind of motivation as well and then um so yeah and then from there it turned into rush and I, when we, yes. All these clubs, right? De- definitely. Yeah. Just a bunch of soccer clubs changing all over. And so when we became Rush, we became associated with, like, the National League. Mm-hmm. So that allowed us to travel easy, easy, easily. And so I was able to play in Oahu. Like, in middle school, I would travel on weekends to go play games with um, to guest play with other soccer teams and that's when I realized I really loved I adored the sport because I was being asked oh do you want to come and guest play with these teams and I was like why not so I went I went up and we played I was playing with older girls girls that are like 
two or three years older than me. More skilled, more but athletic, definitely. But I forced you to get better, right? Yeah, and it was just something to drive me. Like I can be that good even if I'm younger than them. And we would, and when we went up, we won some games. And I'm like, well, they're soft. They're like freshmen, sophomores, and I'm only in eighth grade. I'm mm-hmm. only in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. So. So success added yeah. to your love for the sport. So I, I would sort of throw this at both of you. You're, you know, these club. I mean, let's be honest now. These clubs. The, this is a financial. Uh, this is a financial mm-hmm. obligation. This is a financial sacrifice that your parents yeah. are making, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree very much. So, like, even down to the uniforms, costing like four hundred dollars. Yeah. And if you don't have a uniform, you can't play. Right. So you have to get the uniform, and it's something that. My parents always look at like, oh, they, this costs this, and you have to choose between. Right. Um, and for most kids, it was hard because of where we are. It's mm-hmm. not easy to be able to pay. That was even further away. So yeah. you know, I go to Honolulu exactly. before you go to the mainland, right? Exactly. Well, okay. Uh, when did you start going to school at uh, Kamehameha Schools, Maui? In third grade, I got okay. in. Okay. Yeah. And so... Um, Tell us about the last soccer trip you took with your club. Was it just last soccer trip? Oh, we just just went to Vegas, the Vegas Vegas, showcase. That was probably the most successful trip I've ever been on with my club. Like, it was successful overall for a team and for myself. I feel that was the best tournament I've ever played. And it was a showcase, and luckily enough, there are college coaches, and it was so exciting because. Now we're older. Last year, freshmen, they don't watch freshman games. They're like, they're still you're too, developing. You're too young. Exactly. So, sophomore year, it's when they start tapering in because they recruit, they start recruiting early, especially for the D1 um, schools. So, it was exciting to go to the field and be like, oh my gosh, there's college coaches over there. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, and it definitely, it, it puts you into this mindset where it's serious. It's very serious. But also, you can have fun because of the team you're with. My, my team, they're, they're my family, basically. And we just had so much fun. And it, that's also another thing to add. Like, if the team that you're surrounded with throughout the years you play, that also affects how much you have, how much you feel for that sport, how much compassion you have for cool. that sport. So now tell me about why did you start you, did you play volleyball before high school? Never. Did you? I've you never, I think you commented this. I've never, this. You never ever. did track either. So now nope. why do you like doing more than one sport? Why do you like that? It's just interesting. Because not every kid, like, let me, let's yeah. be honest. Okay, you and I have talked about this. <laughs> right. Not every yes. kid wants to do multiple sports. Yeah. I'm a There's I'm a believer. In being in, a doer. In, in being a doer and doing a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. and I like our kids at our school to play multiple sports. And that mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. And so right. why do you like playing multiple sports it, in high school? It takes your mind off that one sport because when you start thinking about college I don't know if you've ever felt this but when you start thinking about college it's so much more stress and it's so much more like you have to be able to do these things and playing other sports allows me to and so like, you're saying you feel that way based on your soccer career yeah but <laughs> volleyball and track almost are like a, dis- a distraction or not so much a distraction just a way to let um I mean, I guess you could say a distraction. It's just another way to me, for me to have fun in my high school career, too, just because I want to try other things. I want to be able to experience all these sort of things because Good. when I was playing soccer in middle school, how I was telling you, I I traveled on like, like two weekends in every month to go play, so oh, I never wow. had time. Yep. I was training six days a week for soccer, and that was it. That was my life, soccer, soccer, soccer. And okay. 
at a certain point in time, you kind of get tired of it, or I did. So being able to play other sports allowed me to like just take a break, and then when I come back, I felt more motivated to play soccer. It's it's crazy, because I, I experienced that my freshman year, when I took a break from soccer and I played my first ever season of volleyball. I had so much fun, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I miss soccer a lot. So when good. I went to play, I just was even more motivated. So that's, that's good. For me personally, that's how it is, and I'm sure other people feel that way. But that's how I use other sports. Cool. So, Alex, you, are you you're listening to this, or you hear some things from her that remind you of you? I mean, what what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Her De- story right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and I am a firm believer also in playing multiple sports, especially in high school. I mean, do it while you can. You know, yeah. you're not going to be able to do that in college. Very few people are able to play multiple sports in college. Um, and for me, I'm just one of those people that why not go and learn from other coaches? You know, not one single coach is going to teach you everything that you're going to need to know. Um, and, and why not go and fill your cup up from other people? Mm-hmm. So, and high school is a perfect time to do it. Mm-hmm. Aloha, my name is Kamailea Singh and I am part of Komehameha Schools Maui Class of 2019. I want to tell you about the Close-Up Foundation spring break trip to Washington, D.C. for juniors and seniors. I went last spring break, and Mr. Kevin O'Brien is the organizer of that trip. A few things that I enjoyed about this trip was visiting the National Mall and seeing the monuments such as the Lincoln Memorial and Thomas Jefferson Memorial. I also enjoyed seeing the Smithsonian Museums because they were huge and had so much information and things to see. I also enjoyed the aspect that we got roommates from other states across the nation. And for example, my roommates were from Michigan and I also made friends from Rhode Island. But there was another great aspect of our trip. My dad, Alika Asing, head athletic trainer at Kamehameha Schools Maui, was able to go on the trip as well. Hi, dad. Aloha, Kamaile. So I did the adult program with the close-up and this was years in the making with Mr. O'Brien. There are so many exciting memories that I'd like to share about the trip, but so little time. The highlights for me was seeing the many landmarks that Washington DC had to offer. For example, the Korean and Vietnam memorials was a very emotional experience since I had various family members who served in those wars. In fact, my grandpa served with the 100th Battalion and the 442nd. So just seeing the memorial and all the women and men who served and all their names on the walls was a very bit every bit emotional but with gratitude we also enjoyed a play at the infamous Ford's theater where president lincoln was assassinated in fact downstairs of the theater there's a museum and you can actually see the gun that was used in the assassination and finally the reason for close-up we got to tour the capital and take in all the political scenes. There's so much history. You can read about it in books, view it online and watch television pieces on it. But to actually see it and feel it, the US Capitol is amazing. And I realize how much of a importance it is of America. What is really awesome is to see thousands of people visiting these special landmarks from not just the U.S., but from all other countries.
taking in the U.S. American history. I'm, a, I'm proud to be Hawaiian, and after this close-up program, it made me realize that I'm also proud to be an American. If you want more information about the Spring Break 2020 trip for juniors and seniors, call, email, or talk to Coach O'Brien or go to www.closeup.org. Did you want well, to say? I do have something I wanted to ask, Alex. How do you go? I guess I'm curious um, because I went from playing baseball to trying coaching, you know, mm -hmm. trying to coach baseball and all of that stuff. I'm curious. How do you transition out from being a player of a sport that you love into coaching the sport you love? Like, yeah. how, what, what were some of the things that changed for you in terms of looking at the game? Yeah. Um, you, you never stop being a player. <laughs> I don't think I've ever stopped mm -hmm. being a player. Um, and, and to be honest, I don't know if I can ever really truly stop being a player. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I never wanted to coach. Um, I, I honestly don't even know how I'm even in the position that I'm in now. And every year, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, oh, just one more season, <laughs> one more season. I think we know who gives her that. that <laughs> um, yes, like, and I can thank KOB. Like <laughs> KOB for always telling me, oh, but, you know, talking me up, talking me up. But, um, yeah, I, I never, I, I honestly never wanted to coach. Um, but when I had come home from college, it was Coach Chris Blake who called me up and said, I need, I need you to coach. I need a coach. And I wasn't ready. And I don't think anyone really truly is ready to coach, you know, especially, you know, like at a high school level or, or whatnot. But you do it and, and just, I don't know, I, I, I love being around the sport so much that I'll even suck it up and coach. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't think that as players we ever stop being players. You know, I still work out with the girls as much as I can. I love that. You know, I still we still try and jump into the drills and stuff. And as a coach, I feel like if you are able to do the things that you're asking the girls to do or your players to do, they have so much more respect for you. Um, you know, if, because they know that you're down and dirty with them. You know, you're you're dying, you're sucking wind with them. And so like it that's one of those things that I'll never, hopefully I'll never stop being a player. And, and the, the minute I, I can't do all the things that I ask them to do, I think it's like, okay, I really got to stop or I got to step back mm -hmm. from this or, or just maybe transition, transition to a different role. Mm -hmm. um, that's just, that's my motto as a coach. Like, I'm not going to ask you to do something I can't do or I've never done myself. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Yeah. Sure. And, of course, that's a little harder than, say, coaching football because a football yeah. coach, you know, can't necessarily get down there yeah. in football practice and do the things. But right, I think right, your right. point is excellent. I think that's a very good point. I think you I can. can I think you could, Kevin. I cannot try. do that. Yeah. I would I love can. to see you put your pads on. You'll never see it. <laughs> so don't worry about it. There's no way you do. Well, what about oh from, um, from a player's perspective? Like, what do you, what do you expect from, from your coach? From soccer, volleyball, track? Like, what... What do you expect to get from your... Well, I've been lucky enough to have really great coaches throughout my high school season so far. They've been nothing but supportive, and I think that's one key factor in mm -hmm. being a coach is just being able to support your players and tell, like just motivating them. Um, Would you agree with... I, I mean, I heard you say it, you... you you said that you love the fact that Coach Alex I do. gets in there. And, I do. I yeah, think that's so that awesome time. because yeah. it's like 
it's motivation on top of like being able to build a relationship with our coach because it's one thing to be like I don't know if like talking from a coach's perspective or something like one thing to just be on the side and telling them what to do and then Mm -hmm. another thing to be a part of it and be like in it like when coaches step in and show us how to do it and they actually like pull it off then we're all like okay let's do it too then (laughs) because then it's like okay well he can do it like obviously I can do it sort of thing or she can do it and um yeah it's it's I love when people are able to participate in this everything is just building up that's just so I want to talk to Alex about her college career and this is kind of like piggybacking on our last podcast mm-hmm. with the alumni and, and being an athlete in college so I'm going to ask you a couple things and one of the one of the first things I want to talk about is that you had great team success in high school and I happen to know that when you got to school your teams were not as you didn't have the type of success that you had in high school okay and i i happen to know and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to bring this up to no, hammer right. you here it's I'm, right. I'm, I'm, i i this is this is it a is true story is, yeah. when you got there as a freshman you the the san jose state san jose state team that you played on when you were a freshman in college won one game won one match <laughs> Yes. Okay, and then your entire four-year career, you really never you won more games every single year, mm-hmm. but you still never had your teams never had a winning record. So now, was that difficult coming from a program that won all the time to something that was that to a team that? And I'm not, and I, I don't I'm not here to I don't know what the reasons were exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure California volleyball's got to be fantastic. And mm-hmm. was that hard for you? Um, totally. And, and why, why, what was, what did you, was it frustrating? Was there a point, you know, we talked to the other alumni from here. Was there times where you're like, I'm done, I'm out of here. Okay. So why don't you tell us about that part of your journey and how yeah. you had to learn? Yeah. What, what did you learn from that experience? <laughs> well, like coach Kevin said, um, I did come from an extremely winning program at Kamehameha, you know, ILH and state champs and, and I was never a good loser from the time I was little. Um, I don't know how to lose, and I don't know how to lose with grace. Um, even from the littlest thing, like board games, you know, throwing tantrums. All, even now, I, I can't lose games. I don't let my fifth graders win anything. <laughs> um, so when I went to college and our freshman year, we were 1-27. and 27. It was so hard, you know. And I, I started my freshman year, but it didn't matter because we weren't winning. Um, and, and like you said, every year we got, we had more wins under our belt, but we were still not a very great team, you know, and it was hard. Um, and it was like probably the most humbling experience I had had, you know, four years of being humbled. Did you ever want to quit because of the losing? Every year, every year, every game that we lost, <laughs> I was like calling home, like, you know, my parents are, how'd you do? Um, they, they don't care how you played. It's how did you do? You know, was the first question, and you know, we lost. And then what? What happened? Was the second question. Um, and so it's like, oh, I just want to quit. I want to be done. Like this, this sucks. You know, we're terrible. Um, and there was actually a point. I think it was my soft junior junior year that I was so just so done. And I had a lot of other things going on. Um, in college and stuff, but I was just so over it and I looked to transfer home and I actually had secured... To UH Manoa? No, actually to Chaminade. Wow. Okay. I was willing to give up my Division One four-year scholarship, full ride, to go play Division Two mm. at home. Wow. 
Um, and I, and I always said, I'm never going to be one of those girls that, that move home. You know, I'm never going to be one of those girls that transfer home. And there I was telling my mom, I'm ready to come home. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was homesick. Um, I was homesick for the first three years of college. You know, people go through homesick for the first three months. I was homesick for the first three years. <laughs> Only my senior year did I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, I was, I was so just so, I felt so beaten that I wanted to just come home. And I was just even considering not playing volleyball anymore. So so I know a couple of statistics about Alex. Oh, no. <laughs> he shared this with me. So uh, I happen to know that at San Jose State, they have what is basically a club, and it's called the Thousand Kill Club. And so basically what that, and I'm not trying to bring this up to be <laughs> negative. I think this is a great point. So the, the Thousand Kill Club are girls who have, over the course of their college career, had a thousand kills total in games. And when I looked it up, I saw there was like 13 total girls. Now, Alex, you're not in the club, but do you know how many, I still think this is very impressive. Do you know how many kills you had in your college career? No, I don't. You had 841. Really? And you had all four years of college, you had over 200 kills. And I think that if for (laughs) anybody who knows uh, college athletic, that's, that's to me that's really impressive so you may not be in the thousand club kill club but that's a pretty darn that's a pretty (laughs) impressive impressive. that's super impressive not so sure if you're if that's creepy that you know that about me (laughs) because i don't know that about myself i I prepared for i'll tell you something okay so then this is the other thing and this is my next question so i also happen to know that you were an all-conference all-academic player all four years Mm -hmm. so now for folks that don't know what that means that means She's a very good player, but she's also an outstanding athlete. And you played in the WAC. It was called the WAC, the West yeah. Athletic Conference, when you were there, right? The so, old WAC. Yeah, so there's no, there is no WAC anymore. So San Jose State's in the Mountain West Conference, I yeah. think, now. And so a four-year all-academic, I mean, that's, that's something you probably are even more proud of, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so was it difficult to maintain those excellent grades while you were playing? Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, I mean, in order to be in that club too, I think you have to play a certain percentage of games too. You know, you can't. Be, you were four years started, so I mean, a, you played you can't a lot. Be a bencher and you played a lot of games, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, I think I'm more proud of that, especially because now I'm a teacher, you know, and I preach to these kids like, you know, academics is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. It you really learn how to manage time when you're in college. Like you, you have no time. Your, your coach and your sport dictates your entire life for four years. You know, like you wake up, you go to weights, you go to class, you go to practice for three hours, you go to study hall, you wake up, you do it all over again, and you feel like a zombie right. every day. Right. You know, so there's, you don't have time to dilly-dally, to fool around, to do anything. And any little amount of time you have, you're doing work. You're writing papers, sitting, I remember, you know, days where it's like, sitting in the locker room before practice, just trying to bust out a paper before practice, you know, and, and it's, it's hard, but I think like college, I mean, high school sports help so much with that. And kids who play more sports in high school are more prepared Mm -hmm. because it's now a full year of time management of, you know, preparing themselves and they don't even know what's coming for them until they get to college. Mm And, you know, the kids that play one sport, yeah, that, that's great. But for one season, they're having to manage time. Now you have kids that are doing three sports, two sports, and it's a full year of, of time management and discipline and just busting their butt for the whole year, which 
I feel like those kids are more successful. So, so this is this is I, if we could real quick come over to Sophia. Is this making you? You can't wait for college at this point, right? Or I really can't like, wait. Or, this is scary. Yeah. No, well, it, at some points it's like that, but for me, I'm always looking forward to college. Like it just sounds so much. It sounds fun. Like it sounds to be able to be on your own mm-hmm. and be able to like play a sport and just go all out and then go. It just sounds fun to me. So do you, you feel at this point? I mean, you're a, you're sophomore. At this yes. point, do you feel like you're you're ready for? What Coach Alex was just talking about, that, all of that well, stuff. Do you feel experiencing like experiencing what I am right now? Yes, but then I realized college is a totally different animal. So mm-hmm. no, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard it over and over. I, each alumni I talk to, they're like, "Yeah, you don't know college until you get there." So in my mind, I'm like, "Okay, well, I know college is what I expect it to be, so I know I'm probably maybe I'm gonna be ready for it, but I feel like I'm not." Mm-hmm. And right now, right now, I'm playing three sports. So I have to balance all of that with But we should note academics. here that Sophia is not just strictly an athlete, okay? Sophia <laughs> yeah. does a lot. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not we're, we're doing stuff above and beyond athletics, right? Yes. So now what are give me a couple other yes. things you're involved with this So at I am also in student government. Okay. I also just got accepted into the student council um, athletic The student athletic the, council. Yes, okay. that Good. one that yeah. coach John. Um I am applying to be part of NHS. Okay. I am also in the 4-H club that I've been a part of for nine years. You went You went on a big trip last fall for I, 4-H, didn't you? Yes, I did. I was <laughs> accepted into the National 4-H Congress. You and I was Georgia? Is that where you Yes, I, that's where I went. I also applied to be part of the youth leadership team for that conference. Yep. And I was able to speak in front of like 900-something yep. people. Well, you're and a doer. That's what I we're talking am. about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I think that's valuable. But I want to piggyback on this. And so... I want to talk about this, about college. Some some athletes don't make it, do they? No. So now you said, okay, well, you know these stats about me. So I, I looked <laughs> up the San Jose State Athletics website to get that stat, those two stats about you. And, and what they do is they print a media guide every year. <laughs> do you okay? seriously print it a media guide? So I know this is, this is not visual, but I just printed the front page of the 2012 <laughs> oh San Jose Volleyball gosh, Media Guide. I want to see. It's not no. embarrassing at all. And guess who's on the cover, Koholo? Mm-hmm. Coach Alex is on the cover of looking the 2012. Looking pretty tough. Really. Oh, really you, you look pretty serious <laughs> right there. Okay? So, uh, but here's here's my point. Uh, uh, what I noticed, uh, they have they have you can go to the website and you can look at all of the media guides, and in virtually every single one, they put the seniors on the cover. Mm-hmm. And so, in this particular one, you're in. Here you can have that, Sophia. Oh my that's gosh, your, that's that's your present that's right there. So Amazing. in the one, the one, this one right here, there's three of you. Mm-hmm. Some there's two. One of the one of the media guys, there's one senior. So two. What we're talking about here is not every not every athlete makes it all the way through this, do they? Mm-mm. Right. These things yeah. you're talking about are hard, right? Yeah. Go ahead. You want to talk we about actually, that? Actually, um, crazy. We were supposed to be a senior class of five. Okay. My junior year, at the end of junior season. Right before we started our senior year, it became a class of three. And and mind you, I had I had started my college career with five of us. And for, you know, college politics, athletics, politics and stuff, um, two of our and two of our starters didn't make it our senior year. However, um, they actually ended up getting their senior seasons paid for still, hmm. but didn't have to play. 
Wow. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, that that's one of those things that they don't tell you about in high school to prepare for in college. The fact that your sport is no longer a sport and it's, it's a, a business, job. you know, and your coach in college is your boss. That's not really your your coach. He doesn't, you know, I mean, and this is just my experience. It may be different for others, but he don't really care about you as a person. He needs you to perform because his job is on the line, yeah. you know, and, and that's a lot of division ones are like that. Yeah. So it's not the, you know, like, I, I don't know if you follow San Jose state volleyball, but one of the other things I learned yeah. researching you is that the team now is a different coach than when you were there. Yep. You know, there's four girls from Brazil on the team. Yep. There's four girls from Europe on the team, one from Iceland. So it's become an internet. It's a different makeup. San Jose State has sort of changed their way of thinking, right? So yep. that's different than you were there, right? Yeah. It was so mostly California girls and yep. a couple of Hawaii girls, right? And there could only be two out-of-state girls on the team at the time. Wow. Okay. So we actually had four of us on the team. And in order for me and one of my other teammates to be to be recruited on the team, the two other Hawaii girls had to become California residents. Oh wow! So it was it was just a lot, you know, and but it's so different. Like the turnover happens so quickly in college. You know, you're not performing as a coach, you're not performing as a player. You're done. You're out, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, it's because it's these people's jobs. You know, and and volleyball became my job, which was not fun anymore. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Sophia's crinkling her nose. Going, I know. I'm darn sorry. it! I just, I'm sorry. just darn it! I just thought this was going to be fun, and now now it's not. No. So now, what do you think about that comment right there? Well, I I've heard that before, where you go to college and you play a sport. It's your job. Mm-hmm. It's not all play around kind. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think the kids at the school realize that that kids uh, are some of our best kids? Because I worry about that. Mm-hmm. That's one of I the don't biggest think they do. I, I think there's very few who realize that if you're going to go on to play sports, you have to be committed. There is no if ands, or buts. There is no, oh, sorry, can't, no. You, then what you said, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. They've gone, yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I fear that just because I always try to follow through on my commitments. And for the most part, in everything I've done, I've followed through. And seeing this is a huge commitment. And, yeah, it scares me, but I believe that I will be able to do that. Good. So. It's good to know it even in – I mean, it's yeah. good to start realizing this even as a sophomore, right? Yes, it is. So do we have time to, to talk about weightlifting, my favorite subject? Do you want to tell <laughs> I mean, here we go. So Alex, you know, I'm the, Alex's team's strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have appreciated about Alex is she's come to this school and she said uh, strength and conditioning is going to be a focus of my program. Uh, my girls are going to lift weights. We power clean every week. We plyometric jump every week. We do we do uh, competitions and games of fitness. So why don't you talk about why you think why you think there's value in the weight room? I mean, talk about maybe your experience in yeah. high school and college in the weight room, and why do you think it's valuable now now that you're a coach? Um, so I mean, I my love for the weight room and conditioning and my respect for that started when I was in high school, or actually when I was an intermediate volleyball player at Kamehameha Kapalama, we lifted, middle schoolers lift, we all lift, if you're on the volleyball team, lift in um, JV, lift as a uh, varsity player and stuff, and then even into college, it's huge, you know, in college. And I, I would remember, imagine it's huge, definitely huge in college. Yes, but I remember showing up to my first day of weight training, and there were uh, maybe five of my teammates from California that had never picked up a weight in their life. They didn't know how to power clean. They didn't know what a squat was, you know. So they were super behind in all of that, and um, we had showed up just 
stronger, you know, I mean, and lifting and conditioning so much more healthier, you know, for players. And so you're trying to teach that mindset to your high school girls now, aren't you? Yeah, totally. And I, I, know, I hope, I mean, they, they complain about it a lot mm-hmm. at, at the time, but like, you know, when they see the results, when we're down two sets and we come back to win the last three, it's those times that they're like, <laughs> coach, we really see, you know, yeah. the value in this, but. So how do you get your high school kids to get, you know, so are you saying that you just trudge through it? you got to trudge through it. This is the only way to do it. Do you think that's the, I mean, was there a time, I mean, that mindset about lifting weights and that mindset about fitness in mm-hmm. high school, I'm a big believer in, but I don't, I think that that's still an element that we need to improve on. So are you saying, hey, you just got to do it? Or how do you convince them above and beyond uh, we'll win eventually? That well, is good for them. I think it first starts as trudging through it. You know, you just got to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're going to do it. Day one, before mm-hmm. we even get on the court, they have to run oh, a mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, yeah, I mean, you trudge through it in the beginning, but then at the same time, it's one of those like, hey, I'm going to do this with you. You know, I'm yeah. going to stand out here and die with you. I'm going to stand over here and try and squat this weight with you. So it becomes easier. And as the season goes on and they feel themselves getting stronger, you know, or they're, they're packing on more weight, it's like, it's one of those feel goods for them, you know, like personal records yeah. and, and, you know, recording their scores like you do and stuff. And that's huge because it's it, and that, that competition. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that they do see the value in it, you know, after a while and after trudging through it. Yeah. But I, I hope they do. And I, and I think that they will when they get to college, too. They'll see the value in being prepared like that. So yeah. you, you like to lift weights. I love lifting weights now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Even as a freshman, when I saw the varsity girls getting into the weight room, I was like, not fair. I want to yeah, go. So I asked up. him. And that's the one time. <laughs> the one time we did it was because I would kept asking him. Yeah. I kept asking, coach, can we? So coach, she's can talking can about when she was a freshman volleyball player. And this little yes. freshman is running around and she's watching us. And I'm watching her with we're the varsity girls are running up and down a hill and doing jumps and burpees and stuff. And. This little soft, uh, this freshman girl looks at me with her eyes wide open, going, and you can tell she's like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, right? that's how it was. And then when, so when I was, like, when we were chosen, when you selected the varsity mm-hmm. squad, I was like, whoa, that means I get to lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> then, this, yeah. this season, when you're sophomore yeah. season. Yeah, this season. And I definitely see the importance of lifting weights now like before it was never I did um CrossFit in eighth grade and that was like kind of the start of it but I never was taught step by step how to do it we were just thrown into it so that kind of scared me a little and then the sophomore year when I learned how to lift how to make like there's ways to become stronger that's when I found like a passion for it almost Mm -hmm. like on top of sports, I get to do these other strengthen, and it also like how you were saying it's like it builds you up, and I felt it in myself. So good. It's something that I will take with me cool. throughout the rest of my yeah. life. Okay, so now sort of the let's let's start to close this whole thing down, and let's start with Sophia. And so Sophia, I'm going to give you a chance to sort of talk about uh, our campus and those types of things, and. Yeah. and athletics in general and so what are something maybe that you see as a challenge for the athletics here maybe specifically girls athletics and then also why don't you talk about something that you like about what's going on and and those and something that you see as a positive does that does that sound like yeah logical why don't you go ahead all right so as of right now being an athlete in this school 
um, there is definitely so much potential in each in, like in individuals here, and I just want them to try their best to do their best because when I was I was raised on giving a hundred and ten percent effort all the time in everything you do, whatever you commit to, mm-hmm. and I just found so much so much success in just living and doing things that way and I want others to find that for themselves and you can do that by just giving your all and I want to say that I learned that from people who've come before me and that they have set an example of to just put your head down and do it and find and you'll come out successful and I think the programs um and the all the athletes that came before me and learned that. So that way they set an example for me. And hopefully I've set an example for others. Okay, outstanding, very well put. All right, Alex, your sort of final comments here. Um, sort of the same thing. What are some things that you think this campus should, could, should and could work on? And then what are some things that you see as positive here? Go ahead. Um, I... Uh... So in terms of things that maybe we could work on, um, you know, I come from a very old school type of like coaching and, and stuff. But I I really do wish overall, not even in athletics, but even in academics that we don't baby these students, you know, and, and we give them tough love and um, you know, we we lift them up but at the same time we don't sugarcoat things with them you know and we don't feed into just giving them you know the, the sprinkles on top when really you know what what's beneath that and so I think that as as educators as as coaches you know I think that we can all just do a better job of I mean even myself of you know just shaping these kids and getting them ready for the real world because in the real world you know you're not going to have somebody telling you that you're good all the time um, and we live in a fishbowl here in Maui and so once you leave Maui, you know, you may not be as good as you think that you are. And so I think that we just, we could do a better job of preparing kids for the reality of athletics, of academics, of college, of, of the real world in general. Um, but on a positive, you know, I, I always go back to the fact that we are here at Kamehameha. You know, we get to come to school and work here every day. And it's the most beautiful Kamehameha campus. Don't tell Kapalama I said that. Um, But, I mean, the resources are endless here. You know, the opportunities for these students are endless. And and sometimes it makes makes me really sad when I hear students leave, you know, for personal reasons or whatever. um, Because I just think about all the opportunities that these students are giving up. Um, And and so be it. But at the same time, like, Pohi left us all of this, you know, and, and... to wear that name Kamehameha across your chest, like that is, that for me, I still get butterflies thinking about putting my high school uniform back on. And, and I want that for all of these students, you know, and I want that for all these athletes. And, and you know, I talk to my students all the time about you get to wear this polo with Kamehameha on it, you know, and not everybody gets that. Um, not everybody is given the opportunity. And so I really do hope that, that, uh, you know, above all, these kids walk away and graduate and just, re- you know, just remember where they came from and where they're rooted and come back and find a way to give back. So, Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Okay, buddy. Koholo, anything else you want to add there, my friend? Nothing. 
nothing. That was great. That was a good discussion. That was an excellent it. discussion. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. We want to thank the two lovely ladies for being here. So thank you, Sophia. Yeah, Sophia yeah. spells yeah. her name with an F, by the way, everybody, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, so Sophia Stupplebeam from the class of 2021. Thank you very much for coming. No. And uh, my pal, Alex Okana, thank you. Thank we you. really appreciate you coming in today. That was great. Great conversation. That was awesome. <laughs> Do you guys have any, you. any shout outs you want to make? Any shout out you want to make to anybody before we uh, um, say thank yeah. you to somebody? Just thank you to everybody who's shaping me into the woman I am going to become. Right on. Very well said. Put. Thank you to you, ravishing young men, <laughs> for having us here in this <laughs> lovely studio. And Miss Correa. Over yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who Alex is. I'm not sure who Alex is talking yeah, about. There's nobody else in the room. Are there two guys over there on the corner. But we should shout out Lisa Correa. Thank you. Yes. She produces and organizes this whole thing, and uh, she puts. You know, we throw ideas out, and she puts it all together. So good job, Lisa. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening, uh, and then we'll look forward to the next one. I'm not sure when or what that will be like, but we'll be sure to make it. Soon. <laughs> Hopefully soon, yes. Yeah. yeah. We're having a good time doing these, aren't we? You and I. I, I think so. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you do have a name, please. I said the Koholo and KOB no, show. We, That's that, what I said. I refuse, you didn't like that? No. You know that? <laughs> Not going to happen. Okay, well. All right. I'm we're going sure to come up with a clever name. Right. We're going to come up with a clever name. Someone's going to have a great suggestion okay. for us. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Okay. But All until, right, buddy, until the next one, I appreciate it. Thank for you. Sure thanks. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Yes, and you we'll call it. Bikina Rising is produced by Lisa Correa. Technical producer, Koholo Ricard. Kamehameha Schools Mai. Headmaster, Dr. Scott Parker. Assistant Headmaster Kelly Duclo, High School Principals J.R. Kaava and Lance Kagasan, and Vice Principal Leo Delatori.